Well, it's the final football podcast of the season on NHSportsPage.com. This week brought to us by our friends at White Mountains Community College. Just McIsaac along with Dave Haley and uh, White Mountain CC sponsoring the coverage of Plymouth this week as they go for four straight titles, Dave Haley. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I can't believe it's you – know, I was talking to a couple coaches this week because, uh, as I think you saw, we did the scouting report. Aren't those, aren't those the best, those scouting report columns? Just because these guys are just I'm, – I'm never – I never cease to be amazed by how much the, the, these guys know about opposing teams. Did you get a chance to read that this week? I read the the, the Division One one. That's the only chance that one I've gotten a chance to read so far. But that'll be oh, part you're of- one of the big school guys, really. Yeah, there's no nothing out of I ninety three. There's nothing per- else that matters. I guess. Yeah, I vote, the, I vote the power poll now, actually. So uh, as it turns oh, out, <laughs> yeah. explains a lot. Yeah, <laughs> explains everything. So it, it, it it's uh it's amazing. Quoting one coach in it, um, and I never give away my sources, but. Uh, he said they're not great at anything, but they're good at everything. You know what I mean? It's just that's Plymouth, and they're just they're very disciplined, and uh, they've got some uh, they've got some real good football players over there, and they're very well coached. They know their assignments, so it's unbelievable that they're in the championship. I I couldn't have seen this coming. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. And uh, Bob Lippman gave me I think the stat of uh, of the of the century so far, literally. Uh, so over the in the twenty first century, Dave Haley. This would be if Plymouth can finish it off. This would be the third four peat uh, for Plymouth oh of the twenty first century. How about that? <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! And I mean, yeah, we talked about Banana Land as Division Two being that all year long. So you got so here we are in the championship with the five seed versus the six seed. So you know, they played out. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, so White Mountain Community College campuses in remind yep. me uh, is it Berlin Ber- and where I mean, else? Yeah, main campus in Berlin. That's where we shot the commercial. Uh, Littleton and North Conway. That's and right. They are, they are the sponsors of our North Country basketball all year long, and then they are the sponsors of Tennant and Plymouth football. They are great friends over there. Uh, and, it's again, so many kids in the North Country, uh, northern New Hampshire, are taking advantage of what White Mountain Community College is able to offer and either transferring to four-year schools or just, you know, uh, getting a, a skill and degree over White Mountain Community College. So, um it's terrific, and, and I know so many kids that are going right from high school over to White Mountain Community College, and two years later they're in they're they're in a really good trade or a really good uh, position because of the school. So yeah, they're they're our longtime partners and uh, and sponsoring Plymouth on uh, Sunday. So uh, so excited about that. Good stuff. Well, let's hop into it. Uh, let's. Uh, there's only three games left of the schedule. Let's, yeah, it's really brief. <laughs> yeah, we'll go in. Uh, we'll go in the chronological order. So the first game is at 11 a.m. Uh, Division Three championship rematch of uh, earlier in the season and rematch of a championship game in 2010, which I think it was. I mean, it wasn't Division Three. I can't remember which division it was, but these teams have met yeah, for I think a it was title Division before. Three. Oh, I was it was three that year? Oh, okay. been. could have been four. So yeah, so Lebanon yeah. and Trinity, and uh, what a bounce back for Trinity, not having a program back in 2017, and here they are in the title game. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. And when we did the. Uh, when I did the, the, the scouting report with the coaches, it was speed was it was the first thing that came up with both coaches I spoke to was speed and how fast these guys are. John Tebow is absolutely terrific. Uh, he's a kid we'll be seeing in the Chad game this summer. Um, and really credit to that whole coaching staff's done a terrific job over there. Uh, Rob Cathcart and his whole crew, and uh, it's really been an impressive run for Trinity. We haven't gotten to see him uh, all year long. We did cover Lebanon, and uh, and I picked Lebanon in the game to win a very close game. I think the score I picked was 21-17. Um, feel like, you know, 
Lebanon has enough speed to match up, and then they're just a little more physical maybe than Trinity, but we'll see it play out. They beat them 21-17, but that was early in the season. I don't think that makes a huge difference, but uh, what are your thoughts on Sunday? Yeah, you know what's going to be interesting is that there's supposed to be some crappy weather on Sunday, so I, yeah. I, I wonder how much that will affect like the uh, Trinity speed game because you know, the, the field drains well, it's field turf, it's not going to get all sloppy, but... Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm picking Lebanon just because they won the earlier matchup, but I think it's uh, three point game, four point game. It's going to be very 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 close. I think the D three game has been uh, a nail biter. Uh, yeah, more times than not when you get to Durham, right? Yeah, I think the last blowout was Stevens Enelix, right? It was the last yeah. time it was it was up Enelix uh, Wombro. It was last time it was lopsided, and yeah, we should mention um, that all three games. If you're not going to UNH, you can. I've already had a couple of people tell. Tell me they're going to be listening to us all day, so we'll be on your network, the Makaiskan Sports Network, and the link will be right on NH Sports page, so you can listen to all the game. And then is the Visit 2 game, we have a star-studded three-man booth. Yes, uh, so uh, Pop Lacey, uh, the all-conference uh, safety for UNH, uh, is going to be the third man in. Give us some, uh, some analysis, because uh, you and I uh, don't know a whole lot, so that'll be good yes. about football. It's good to get some actual athletic ability in the booth. No, Pop's a great kid. He wants to he wants to do this uh, after after school's over. He's missed the last five games for UNH with uh, he broke his foot in practice. So uh, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, if like forty eight things happen and UNH beats Maine, maybe we'll be looking at, at getting ready for a playoff game. But if not, he'll be getting ready for for this playoff game for uh, with you and I, Hollis, Brookline, and Plymouth. Yeah, no, looking forward to having him. And, and I've gone back and forth on this game. I, the moment I knew that the two teams were playing, my immediately I just said I think Hollis Brookline, and my reasoning was I felt like Hollis Brookline. I was I wasn't sure Plymouth could keep up with them points wise, and that Hollis Brookline was the more explosive offense. After talking to the coaches and just going through, I mean, I think this is a complete toss up game. I went with Plymouth in a really close game because I think that they can kind of control the clock. They let me ask you this: How much do you think it means? Because this is what I was talking about with people this week. How much do you think it means that Plymouth has been there before, you know, as opposed to Hospital claims going there for the first time? Do you think that's a big factor? Yes, I do. I think it means a lot. Uh, just because, you know, from, from the stuff you don't think about, like like Plymouth knows, you know, where they have to, you know, where the locker rooms are, where to go. Right. The, their eyes aren't going to be wide walking into there. Uh, but I, th- I think it matters for, like, the first, you know, the, the pregame and, like, the first quarter. And then after that, you're just playing football. But I mean, you can dig yourself enough of a hole if you're if you're staring wide eyed at the you know at the giant stands over the other side and uh, everything the, the giant video board you can, that that you know it's it's high school kids that can affect you. But I do think that matters. But uh, I am I, the first part of what you said I think holds true. I don't know if Plymouth can score enough to keep up with yeah. HB. You know what I mean? They, yeah, I, yeah. The the the, the D two game and the D one game, even though they're like wildly different seeds, I think are going to be kind of mirror images of each other. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to skip ahead too much, right. but I do. I think that I think the D one game is going to actually be high scoring. Really, I think it will be high, more high scoring than you think. But um, I, that's what I worry about with Hollis Brookline, as opposed to like not being there before. I do, I do think it matters, but I keep I keep going back to when Winnicott played uh, Pinkerton a couple of years ago. Yeah, that didn't and, matter. You know, Brian, <laughs> Yeah, it didn't matter at all. I remember, I remember being up there with with Jimmy Lozon, because uh, Jimmy Lozon, the legendary head coach, has been our color commentator the last few years. He's let us know he's not available Sunday night to do that with us. You but, sure? Uh, he had a prior engagement. Something's going on down the field, and hmm. and I said to him, I'm like, 
Well, Pinkerton, uh, Winnicott kids got there like real early, and they were watching most of the Bo Plymouth game, and it was cold. And I remember saying, "Oh, is it good to have your kids out?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, you want to, you know." We kind of like broke it down, and then Pinkerton came in later and went right into the locker room. So we're like, Brian O'Reilly knows exactly, and he does. Well, when it kind of destroyed them when they got on the right. field, it wasn't even close. So I was like, "Ah, eh, maybe it really doesn't matter that much <laughs> for what you do." So I mean, I I do think it's a, an advantage for Plymouth, but I don't think it's I don't think Hollis, like you said, I think once you're through that first quarter, um, I, I think in that game the first quarter is going to be really important. I, it, you know, if somebody jumps out two scores because of a fumble or, or an interception or something like that, I, I do think that's really big for that game. I think that's something to watch. And the other thing is one of the coaches predicted that they're going to make Hollis Brookline throw the ball a bunch. Uh, and you talked about the bad weather. Right. I think Plymouth may. I've seen, you know, I've seen Plymouth. In their kind of zone, mixing up defenses. You know, they held uh, St. Thomas to six points this year. I know St. Thomas was that last team not to get in, but but they had a terrific offense and a lot of weapons, and Plymouth was able to shut them down. And um, I've seen Plymouth before, like, kind of turn teams one-dimensional. So that's something to watch for is really coaches were talking about, you know, you see Sander Wimmer's stats, but it's really that running game that is just uh, is really, really good for, for the Cavaliers. Yeah, so you expect Plymouth to try and like jam the box up, make them try to go outside, and then yeah, if it's yeah, if it's rainy, yeah. if the wind's blowing, that that becomes more difficult. That would be it's probably not a bad strategy. So we'll, I yeah, the first quarter we'll see who makes uh, which team makes the other team play on their side of the street, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 you would think that would be Plymouth just because of the experience. Uh, but Chris Lonis and his crew at Hallsburg Line, I they deserve a ton of credit because before this season, it. it for me, it's so fun how like the narrative can flip in one year. And Hallsburg is kind of that team that ah they squeak in, but then they lose to Wyndham in the first round, or ah they're the best team not to get in. Right. And you know they they kind of been that team on the edge, and this year they just smashed right through that. And they were the hottest team. I mean, we were talking about them and Pelham coming into the playoffs, and then you know look what they've done. You know they went up to Kennett. That's a game everyone expected them to win, but to go over to Bo and beat that team over there, an undefeated football team on the road. That was really impressive last week. Yeah, see, that's that's one of the other reasons I'm picking uh, I'm picking Hollis Brookline is it, when you go to an undefeated uh, you know undefeated school and you beat them in their house. That 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 tells me a little something. So, I, yeah. again, I think I think all three of these games are relatively close. I think this one. Uh, I do too. Yeah, it, 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 the, all year long, the whole division it, has been like this. So I'll take Hollis Brookline in a squeaker, and, uh, and Chris Sandborn probably will not talk to me because I think I've I think I've picked against him every round. But that's just that Coach Sandborn. That's nothing against you. It has to do with Division Two, maybe a little bit against you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what was the um, What was the football movie uh, with uh, John Voight as the head coach? I'm trying to think of it. Uh, down in Texas. It was a high school movie. Oh, was that uh, a Varsity Blues? Yeah, Varsity I Blues. I don't want your life. That... <laughs> Remember they had that uh, statue of the head coach in front? Does Chris Sanborn get a statue if well, he wins for a straight championship? As, as I said in my top ten, uh, Plymouth will be the land of Lenahan, but uh, Durham could be the land of Sanborn if he wins four straight, yeah. right? Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> that whole staff, Coach Lamb and Coach Sullivan, and we – we know those guys, and uh, they they just do a terrific job. So I'm really happy for Hollis Brookline. I'm a little bit shocked that Plymouth is back again. Uh, they lost a ton last year, uh, and it seemed like it might be an off year for them. But no, just it it, it should be a lot of fun. I, I think it's going to be. I, I do think all three games are going to be great. Just a, I want to pop in real quick because we were talking about this before um, we started taping. But we had uh, Winnesquam, who of course won 
Division Four last Saturday night. We had them at Buffalo Wild Wings last night watching our game coverage on the big screen. And uh, as one of the parents who I'm friends with texted me, they go, all I can hear is your voice booming over Buffalo Wild Wings, which I deeply apologize for everybody <laughs> for that. Rough but night the kids at the, the Concord like, B-Dubs. The video, what's that? It's a rough night at the Concord B-Dubs. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you go to see a little uh, UFC or something like that, and you got Dave Haley walking at you for <laughs> an hour and a half. But it was awesome, and we, we hope to be able to do that with uh, the three winners on Sunday, too, is get them together, and they can just sit there with, with all their buddies and their friends and parents and all that stuff and watch, sit back and relax and watch the championship game. So let's before we go to the Londonderry Exeter, can we, can we talk about my experience last Saturday night with Austin Grass and Laconia? Yeah, that was a little chilly. Is that what you're trying to say? 14 degrees? You were, you were nice enough to let me know you were in a press box someplace while I was complaining to you about being in 14 degrees. That was nice of you. No, I was, I was relating to you because in the press box yeah. we were in, I, for, it was 71 oh. degrees, Dave. But, yeah. we, you know, you have to hang a, a microphone out the window, so we had to keep the window open just a little bit, and sometimes that draft would come in, and whew, it was... It was rough. I mean, it would go away very quickly. It would be very warm the rest of the time, but just for like a second or two, I could really relate to what you were going through. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> I, I I couldn't, you know, when your toes hurt so much and for so long that like when we went down to the field after the game, so Austin Grass brought, a, he was a trooper, he brought a uh, an iced tea to drink uh, <laughs> during the game. It was smart, right? So he, there was like a quarter fill. You know, filled up you yep. know, during the first half, and at halftime, he showed me his cup, his his, uh, his bottle, and it was frozen. It was absolutely <laughs> frozen, so he couldn't drink it anymore. And so, when I went down to the field after the game, like you could feel each individual, all ten toes as you're walking. It's like little knives, like you know, and and your toes, of course, are going. What are we? What? Why are we moving? Where? What? What are we doing? Are we dead? Did we die? What, what's going on? It was. It was brutal. You can see Phil Phil Nichols was in the shotgun late in the game, and it was like one of those Green Bay Packer playoff games. Like you could see his breath, like as he was yelling out the you know the, right. the signals and stuff like that. And, but the Winners Scrum kids are all, that's a great group and something pretty cool. I confirmed they are going to Division Three next year. So oh. with every, they only lose two seniors. Gunnar Horman is the key guy uh, that they lose. Uh, but they got everybody else on the line, the receivers, Phil Nichols, everyone else is back pretty much. I think Mike Mitchell is the other senior. Um, and so they're going to Division Three. Do you know who will be waiting for them in Division Three? Tell me. The Pelham Python. Oh, they're going down? Yeah, they're going down. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That could be your D3 yeah. championship game next year. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of uh, movement next year. Alvern's going back to Division One. Lebanon's going back to Division Two. Alvern should not be. Alvern should not be going to Division One. I don't know who's. I don't know who's on the committee. Who needs to hear this? But that's stupid. Alvern is right where they need to be in Division Two. I know. It's like Timberland in basketball. I agree. I agree. But um, you know, I think Lebanon's right where they need to be. And 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 the reason I say that about Lebanon and Division Three is because I know you know being buddies with Chris Childs, their head coach. I know. They've had years where they've had like 35 kids or right. something like that. You know what I mean? They've had real low numbers. So, you know, Division II, that's 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 tough to compete with those kind of numbers. So, uh, I don't know. It just feels I, I, like like it feels like sometimes the I, – I don't know. Is it a committee that does this? That sometimes they just look at the spreadsheet and go, well, there's a number of students. Instead of kind of taking into consideration the fact that, you know, like Lebanon is not a traditional football school. You know what I mean? It's a basketball right. school. 
and right. and uh, and Pelham. It's a uh, Pelham, the same thing. Basketball school, uh, but you know, and look at their last five years in Division Two. Uh, they should probably stick around there, right? Because they're doing, they're having success. And I don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I think it's straight enrollment, and I think we've had instances in the past. I know we did in basketball where a team uh, that that many people thought should have been up a division ended up winning the championship, and you know that caused a lot of problems. So I think they just go straight enrollment, but. But that would be interesting. So now you maybe see Winnesquam play Pelham next year in football, which would be pretty cool, actually. The pythons and the bears, Haley. You know, a, py- <laughs> a python can actually swallow a whole bear. Did you know that? I, I don't want to see that. I do believe that, <laughs> but I don't want to see it. Whenever you're on YouTube and there's some video about a python swallowing something, I just try to move on and delete the history so I don't. it doesn't come back up again. <laughs> There's some poor villager who's just trying to plant flowers. Oh. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's oh, not good. It's terrible. Um, so I have to I have to apologize and kind of get out here on the record. I did something unethical, and it's time just for me to come clean. I was out. Uh, Jennifer Chickruth, the franchise, uh, is putting together a preview video, which I think a lot of people have seen on social media, uh, Londonderry versus Exeter. So she went out. Coach Ball was nice enough to allow us to come out to practice and film some stuff at the end. And Jimmy Lozon was absolutely terrific. All the Londonderry kids were great last night. Um, I was at Exeter's practice just for probably like 10 minutes. And I told Jimmy Lozon something I shouldn't. I said, uh, it looks like they're going to run the football. And I feel like oh, I've given an, un- an unfair advantage to Londonderry by sneaking information, this and is, I, I want to come clean. This is like the Houston Astros thing all over again. You're stealing Yeah, si- I know. What, what I'm is- deeply, deeply, deeply embarrassed I actu- ashamed. I actually texted uh, Danny Hostin today, one of the uh, assistant coaches over at Exeter, and I messaged him. I'm like, so um, I know you're going to come out four wide to start the game. <laughs> is it going to be empty backfield, or are you going to keep it back in to protect yeah. the shotgun? He's like, we're still figuring that out. <laughs> I texted <laughs> I texted Jimmy yesterday just to set up Jen going out there, and I said, "I said, uh, hey, I got a little intel for you. I was there for 10 minutes. It looks like they're going to run the football. And he, he he said, thank you for telling me. I, we'll, I'll scrap everything we've been working on and start over again. Yeah, they, were, yeah they had nickel packages, sub packages. Yeah. They were going to play cover six the whole time. Turns, yeah, it turns yeah. out wing T for Exeter. Who knew? Yeah, so um, – I do think that Grahalva can take the home run ball. He throws a really good deep ball. Grahalva's been here. He's one of our guys, plays for you in the Seacoast tournament, and we've known Ryan uh, all through. Uh, since I was uh, mispronouncing his name the first time I covered him against Winnicunit when he was a sophomore. But he, he throws a really good deep ball. They've got some real speed uh, on that. So I, I do think you'll see Exeter take their shots down the field here and there. Um, what do you think of this one? I, I think it's going to be a very good championship game. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think so, and I, I like the fact that uh, they haven't played each other this year, so it may, maybe it's a little bit more of a challenge for Londonderry. I mean, it's uh, Exeter can they can do a few different things, like you said, they're going to run the ball, but I mean, they can have like a twelve, thirteen minute drive and just eat up clock, or they can. They're also their athletes are so good if they get outside, they can have like a like a two play drive where they score quickly. So they, it, it's not just. Three yards and a and a cloud of that that rubber stuff that you kick up on the turf field. So it, it, it's you know this this, this is an extra team. If they get behind, they'll be able to stay in the game. Unlike past years, right? Yeah, I I do think that they're going to have more trouble breaking that sixty plus yard run. I think uh, uh, Ryan O'Leary does such a great job at the Sports Herald had a stat 
uh, in their, I think it was their opening playoff win where they had, you know, four plays of plus 60 yards. And I do think that that's going to be a lot tougher against Londonderry because you've got Alex Teslis and Cole Keegan back there in the secondary. And they are, you know, they're, they're bigger and they're faster. They're, they're both all state wide receivers. I, I think it's going to be a little tougher to break a run with those guys back there. Will Reyes, uh, who's the point guard on Nate Stanton's basketball team for Londonderry is, you know, a really good player in that secondary. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think it will be a little harder for those. But, yeah, they, you know, it's about controlling the clock and controlling the pace. And, you know, one coach said to me, they're like, if I'm Bill Ball, I'm sitting there going, all right, I want Jake McEachern, the, the quarterback, uh, for Lundary, over on that sideline for 10 straight minutes in the cold waiting to get back in the game because Exeter's just kind of bleeding the clock. And, you know, three yards here, five, four, three, right. four, you know, first down and, and just moving the clock. I, I think these are definitely the two best teams. Um and I think uh, I think you're going to see a really good game. I picked Londonderry to win 35-21. But I do think it will be a little higher scoring. I just, for me, this Londonderry team feels like that Goffstown team with Casey Gervais and Bork and Connor Bork and uh, that Winnicott team, the Beach Boys team. Um, you know what I mean? It just feels like a special year for them. And so I do think that they're going to win. But I, I, I've had a lot of coaches tell me that they do believe that Exeter can actually win this football game. Yeah, I do. I believe Exeter will be in it, but it's how can you pick against a team that is uh, in Londonderry that is they haven't just beaten everyone in front of them; they've smashed everyone in front of them. You know what I mean? Right. And, and right. not and it's not it hasn't all been the uh, you know the sisters of the poor they've been playing. They've they've they've, they've beaten up some really good teams. Like they they beat that Salem team twice by double digits. Uh, they, they they've run over everybody in front of them. So you know they're in, in a game we what? thought maybe ooh maybe this will be a little tight because they're playing their rival in the first round game. Nope. Hug a fifty burger on him, one by a million, right? So right. It's, it's yeah. It, it, I'm going to pick Londonderry, but yeah, Exeter. If if they can play their game, I was actually texting with Eric Kuma about this game this morning because he's going to be on the on the broadcast for the D1 game. Uh, yeah, like London, uh, Exeter is fully capable of keeping Londonderry's offense uh, on the the sideline for the entire first quarter. If they win the toss, get the ball, and then they just hold the ball for what 13 minutes, they they can absolutely right. do that. And then what? Then what happens after that? Right. Right, and and if it's if the weather is bad, we don't really know. It's too far off to to know exactly what it's going to be like at between six and eight thirty at night on Sunday. But if if it is sloppy out there, it's going to be hard to kick field goals. So then it becomes, you know, uh, it, I thought a key moment began right away in the D four championship game where Fall Mountain had a great drive against Winscorm, went all the way down inside the twenty, but they couldn't punch it in, and they were they. They turned it over on downs, and it felt like a real crusher to Fall Mountain because they were like, "We just used six minutes of the clock, but right. we have we have no points to show for it." So, you know, that's another thing to look for: special teams, and you know, the special teams are, you know, it's it's what everyone overlooks. Coaches don't, but it's what people like you and I overlook. And shame on you for that, Justin McIsaac. How dare you? Uh, first but of all, they, <laughs> but they. They always play a big role in these games. Punting could be. Remember that Bedford Exeter championship game? What was it like? Seven nothing or fourteen nothing? Seven nothing. Yeah, it was seven the nothing. Final. Yeah. To beat them. Yep. And it was it was like punting. It was kind of a punting contest. It was field position. Well, and how about the Super Bowl last year, where the uh, Patriots punter yeah. could have been the MVP? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't seen anything like that since the great Ray Guy over at the uh, the Oakland Raiders, That's the right. all-time greatest punter. It's true, but. uh yeah, no, so I, I'm picking Lundair in that one. 
Yeah, London area, I think it's fairly close, uh, and uh, I would not be surprised if Exeter is able to pull off an upset. And it would be an upset because uh, London area has been so dominant this year, but you can never count Bill Ball and that all-star staff out and those uh, those athletes. So that's uh, – I'm going out on a limb and taking London area, Dave. Yeah, that's quite a limb to go out on. You named it the London area Invitational sometime in late September. So. <laughs> and it didn't curse them somehow either. That's the other thing. They fought through the McIsaac For one. kiss of death. Sorry, Pelham. Sorry about that. Looking forward to uh, that video from, as we wrap this up, you know, looking forward to that video from Jen. Um, we'll have it all over Instagram and Facebook and up on our website, so keep checking back. Uh, we've got the undefeated dance how-to narrated by uh, your own Justin McIsaac up on the site, which is fun. Only Londonderry is the only undefeated dance that uh, is eligible on Sunday night. But, uh, no, so we got a lot of stuff on the website. Go check out the scatter reports if you haven't already just tremendous because it's just it's it's none of my opinion it's all these guys who competed against these teams going to unh on sunday so we got a lot on the website the numbers have been off the roof so uh it's been great to to have uh the kind of audiences we've had football this year yeah absolutely looking forward to it so this will be the first time i've been there for the championship games in like three years because uh yeah i played them on sunday so it's um, i'm really looking forward to it and uh yeah i'll be uh, basically i'll be living at that stadium all weekend long because you got me and UNH on Saturday, and then uh, all the championship games on Sunday. I, I, are you like, so when I go there, now that you're sort of a big deal over there, you know, the, the broadcaster of the year and all that, yes. you should mention that more and let people know you won that thing. But uh, it, it, I'm hoping that I see you, like, some kid brings you, like, a water at room temperature, and you throw it in his face and tell him to go get him a fresh one and, like, tell you know, yell at some intern for looking you in the eye. Is that what we're going to make an eye contact with you? At, Is that what I'm going to see on Sunday? At this point, they're pretty much trained not to look me in the eye. But, yeah, the, the room yeah. temperature water thing has been an issue. And uh, if I have to, you know, if if I have to throw water balls at people to, to get them to learn yeah. how to bring me a water because I am a huge deal, that's what I have to do, Dave. I think you I understand like, that. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm going to learn a lot just sitting at your side <laughs> for those games. It's really it's uh, it, Pop and I will be just kind of just like taking in your aura of uh, the the announcer. I mean, really, when you when you've shooken hands with Doris Burke, I mean, really, where, where else there to go but down? I mean, really, you, you, you've hit the mountaintop. Yeah, Dor- Doris, Doris and I hang sometimes. It's not a big deal. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No big deal. Me and sure. Woj just ch- chit chat now and then. I'm all in on my Celtics, by the way. That's the last thing I'll add to this podcast. I'm all in. It's really fun to enjoy the Celtics again. It's really nice. It was a one year hiatus. A lot of fun. Yeah, who knew getting Kyrie out of there could be so? Oh, no, everybody said that uh, halfway through yeah. last year. Yeah, that's. Uh... How's it going, Brooklyn? Yeah, enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Good grief. All right. Well, we will uh, We will see you out there at Wildcat Stadium. I'm sure a lot of you will be there. When, uh, if you can find your way up to the booth, uh, get past all the armed security we have. Yeah, say hello. Oh, we'll be walking around, so we'll see lots of people. So that'll be a lot of fun. So. Hopefully we'll celebrate, yeah, again every year with the, the winning team on the field, all three of them. So uh, looking forward to it. It's nice to get out. You know, the last game I covered, I couldn't feel my toes, and the water bottles around us were freezing up. So it's going to be nice to be in the booth uh, at UNH. So we appreciate Murph and everyone at UNH who takes such great care of us every year. So looking forward to it. All right. We'll see you at the games. Thanks for listening.